welcome to the second episode of the 13th Year Podcast. Uh, we now have a website up and running, thanks to Tim, uh, and you can find it at abodemedia.org. And we also have a Twitter account up uh, by the same name, and hopefully we should have a Facebook page up that will function similarly to the Twitter account. Yeah, so on the website you can see uh, we have a page for the podcast, Uh I'm doing some blogging, and we got some content from Jack, myself, and uh, hopefully some others. Um, and with the Twitter and the Facebook, you can follow us, subscribe there, and you'll get some notifications. The pod will be in your feed. So anyway, we're things are things are developing here, and we've had our myself. I've had one exciting week. Yeah, and uh, just for the listeners, uh, coming up in the pod, we are talking to. Uh, our friend Toby, who is a D1 athlete from Colgate. So like Timmy said, he uh, he was off to Puerto Rico. He's there now. He also turned up to my house with like a 35-pound backpack. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we'll start there. Tuesday afternoon, got my last goodbye with Jack. Walked down with my all my stuff. I have a 35-pound bag, uh, backpack, and... In there, I have seven outfits, a couple books, some toiletries, my computer, uh, the microphone, and that's really it. Um, so from there, I said goodbye to Jack on Tuesday. Wednesday, woke up at 3.30 a.m. Uh, my flight was at 6 from Albany, flew to Charlotte, had a hour layover, and then it was delayed an hour because of the crazy storms. I don't know if that was associated with the hurricane. Ida. Yeah, uh, from Charlotte, flew to San Juan, landed at 2 p.m. This is Wednesday, and then was picked up by Pastor Belkis, who uh, we briefly mentioned on the first episode. She's an evangelical uh, pastor who I, like, totally out of the blue, uh, like, cold called two days ago. It was, like, through a couple connections and she's just like the most giving person ever. She was like, yeah, of course, we'll pick him up. So she picked me up. Uh, the two of us drove around the city for a couple hours, went through old San Juan, uh, saw the city, got a sandwich, got iced coffee. And then probably about six o'clock, we drove to a friend of hers who was hosting uh, someone similar in age to me. His name's Andrew. He originally from Chicago, graduated from Mizzou, like worked at Pepsi for a year and then quit everything and moved to Puerto Rico. So not quite in the same boat as me, but definitely of the same mindset uh, in a lot of ways. Oh, he's walking in now. All right. All right. So yeah, there he is. Uh, so anyway, so met up with him on Wednesday night and the two of us got dinner, met up, super cool guy. And anyway, Thursday, this is yesterday, recording this on Friday, uh, was picked up by Pastora Belkis at like 9 a.m. And we got breakfast and then went to her organization, Maison d'Amour, which is like the Table of Love, which is like on the side of the University of Puerto Rico, Rio Piedras campus. And the whole mission is they give food and groceries to college students who many of them are living on very small budgets. So Having like a hearty meal once a day is very, very beneficial. Good for the mind, good for the body. 
Yep. So spent the whole day there, um, probably from 10 to to five. Uh, I was in the back with two like old Puerto Rican ladies who didn't speak a lick of English. And I was just there like scooping rice beans and chicken sausages uh, into like little styrofoam boxes. And we made 300 of those. And then I uh, got 60 grocery bags full of like rice, beans, milk, cookies, masks, sanitizer to deliver. And then from like five to maybe eight o'clock, we delivered the meals and the bags of food and then um, got an ice cream cone and got back to the hostel where uh, I've been staying. So the hostel is called like Nomada Urban Hostel. It's just weird. Um, it's interesting for me to be staying at a hostel. Like I know how when we were talking about uh, on the first episode, how all our friends were going, like it was such a big jump from them to go from high school to like living by themselves yeah. in dorm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess this is probably kind of similar, right? Yeah, it's kind of similar, but except I walk into my hostel and it's like me, there's like the, there's like 10 beds in it. The person next to me is like this girl from Mexico. And then on the other side, it's like this German dude. And then, uh, then the second day, two more people show up and they're like, I don't know, 35, 40 year old, like old dudes. Uh, there's a guy who I think he's Brazilian and another guy from Kentucky. And it's just weird. Like I'm, like coexisting because like no one really talks to each other like someone walking over like hello how you doing yeah. but you kind of just coexist with these people so it's kind of a weird setting but it's a cool place i suppose does a do everyone have their own room like do you have privacy no or? no it's like there's a communal room and then there's a room that has just 10 beds in it so where are you in the communal room no the communal room is like they have like couches for you to like talk to people and like a tv it's like a it's like a living room kind of thing but everyone right sleeps in the um, in the dorms kind of thing. Is that where you are right now? No, no, no. I'll get I'll get to where I am right now. All right. All right. So anyway, so so that's the hostel I'm staying at. So sleep there uh, both the first and the second night, and then uh, today this morning met up with Andrew again. Uh, we met at this like soccer field that's like on the beach, and this is my first time kind of like being outside the gaze of the pastor and people that I know. So I was finally like exploring kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we met there, you know, play a little soccer, went to the beach, jumped in the water and got some breakfast. Food's just outstanding here. And then from there, we went back to the hostel. I grabbed all my stuff in a day bag and then went back to the place where he's staying. And that's where I am right now. Oh. So... So it's like a church kind of thing, the pastor here and him and her husband are like having a band practice right now. And I'm in the back room here, you know, filming the 13th year podcast. Um, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's a funny place to be, but finally some quiet. Uh, for tonight, our plan is to take the El Tren Urbano, the like subway hmm. to the Coliseum to watch a puerto rican basketball game uh so that's the plan tonight and then i'm gonna crash here and not go back to the hostel because i mean the hostel is kind of cool but it's just like weird 
but is that where you'll be staying most of the time or are you now actively trying to find a different place no i mean it's not that bad so i'm gonna stay i think i'm gonna crash here tonight that way we're also not taking public transportation because the game's at eight to ten so yeah. i don't want to be by myself on public transportation past ten yeah that's probably true. so so the plan is to take the subway watch the game come back here crash and then find something to do tomorrow um and then tomorrow's my last night at the hostel and then i start language school and i have like a homestay i'm staying with like a widow for two weeks and then i'm off to the mountains so that's the tentative plan it's been kind of like a little bit of a fever dream kind of experience um but i'm feeling good i'm really liking it so far speaking a lot of spanish yeah like what's the uh like how many people there uh know english if you had to guess like it's not like montreal where everyone's bilingual i'd say probably like anywhere you go that's touristy um everyone's bilingual but everyone starts with spanish so i'd say it's probably half the people like know basic english but in most cases if you can speak any spanish it makes more sense and more respectful and often easier for the other person to communicate in spanish all right so like the pastor that you've been with uh, is she more proficient in English? Mm, a little bit. It's a lot of Spanglish, so I'll speak in Spanish. She'll speak in English, and then, like, if I don't know a word, uh, I'll be like, "Como se dice?" You know, and then point or describe it, and she'll she'll be in the same boat. Like, "Oh, how do you say whatever?" So that's how we've been communicating. Interesting. Yeah. So it's like a really cool place like today i mean i was here for like 36 hours before i saw the beach or like was walking by myself outside at all it's just like i don't know once i was like on the beach i was like okay this is dope you know yeah what has struck you as being uh quite different from like schenectady or niskiuna yeah well it's way bigger um it's got like one little district uh like i think it's the financial district where you have like your skyscrapers but aside from that it's um like very dense like everything like city dense dense population but not tall buildings necessarily but the masks the covid rules are very strong at the airport you had to log into the system every day you have to put your symptoms in you had to either have a vaccine card or negative test every three days you're here so like i don't know the numbers but like they're very vaccine supportive on the street even outside every single person's wearing a mask um to get into any restaurant you have to have your vaccine card like i was in new york in the city i don't know a week or two ago mm-hmm. and people are wearing their masks inside but there's no vaccine mandate there's no mask mandate you know what i mean yeah yeah that's interesting have you I I think most people, Upper Forty Eight, Alaska, Hawaii, when they think of Puerto Rico, one of the first things they think of is hurricanes, and I know we just had one. It didn't hit Puerto Rico, right? No. But are we still in hurricane season? Do you know? Yeah. So it's the entire month of September and October. So then, is San Juan like usually uh, hit with those like? Have you thought about yeah, that at all? I mean, yeah, talking to people like that's something that's always on the mind at this time, kind of season because you know how detrimental 
some stuff in the past. Like I'll be talking to people and they'll be like, you'll mention hurricane. Like, like it's an influential thing. Yeah. It certainly seems like it from afar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing that I noticed was there's just so many abandoned buildings. Um, very nice like on the university campus. It's got like a maybe 30 story fancy dorm building that like looks really nice. And then you drive a little closer and it's like every window's broken and you're like, Oh, what happened there? And like, Oh, they built it. And then finance, like finance troubles. And it was scrapped. Like there's a lot of, you know, things similar to that. Like the Messon Dymore is a similar boat. It was like built for the school financial problems abandoned it lay abandoned for 35 years completely wrecked and then they bought it and it's like such a big space but like all that's there is concrete yeah and i'm sure that hurricanes don't help with that at all definitely not i i should really look up some images of san juan because like i can't really even picture it in my head so i'll yeah, just do a little more research myself it's it's really interesting like a lot of colorful stuff uh, totally different building style than obviously what we're used to in New York. But like when we, when I was on the beach today, you look out and you see all the like high rise condos. Like it looks like you could be on the coast of Florida. It's, it's a really interesting cl- place because it just has so many sources of influence. You have the Caribbean influence, a lot of African influence, obviously the U S influence, like, like there'll be some, pl- like a whole bunch of buildings here will, you'll think, oh, this is not the U.S., and then it's like a big USPS building, postal service building. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't even think of the uh, African influence. Yeah. So it's just a whole, I mean, it's a really interesting place in that sense. Uh, I haven't really been doing a ton this week, uh, compared to you, at least. But uh, earlier in the week, just a few days after we recorded the first podcast, episode um we went from north carolina up to dc and i participated in the uh, march on for voting rights which is my first kind of major protest that i've been a part of so that's pretty interesting and that was tell us more um so it was the on the anniversary of the March on Washington, I think the 58th anniversary, uh, it was a march in D.C. It went past the Washington Monument and ended up uh, kind of in line with the Capitol building, but still quite a bit far away from it. Um, the march was all about... Uh, combating the attacks on voting rights that have been happening primarily in uh, conservative states or swing states that went uh, usually towards Biden, where the uh, more local state government, governor, uh, assembly, whatnot, did not like that. So now they're introducing a bunch of legislation to prevent uh, particularly minorities from being able to get their vote out and uh, get who they want in office. So this march was just kind of marching against that. But uh, it also kind of combined with other marches that didn't get permits for that day. So the uh, 51 for 51 uh, organization 
which was for uh, DC statehood. And I think just the general March on Washington, which was kind of more uh, BLM-esque movement. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I have not been to Washington for a protest. I don't think I did a couple in New York and Albany, but that's, that's, that's the home to protest. Yeah, it was, it was really, really hot. So, uh, although the initial crowd was really big, it thinned out a ton by the end, uh, when we were actually marching, which I don't know how long it took, maybe 45 minutes. Uh, a ton of people, super loud. Uh, I loved it. It's so cool to hear all the chants and see everyone's signs. Uh, it's just really cool, I think, to see people so active and uh, passionate about policies and politics and making sure people can enjoy the democracy that we have. Um, but like I said, it thinned out towards the end, so by the time they're doing all the speaking they had this big stage with huge uh monitors that showed what what was happening on the stage and they had to have been going like 200 yards back from the stage at least probably closer like 300 but they just could not fill probably three fourths of the court of the area that they had kind of sectioned off because people just left because it was so hot i think yeah uh, not so many people showed up because of that as well. Uh, and we ultimately left pretty early, but uh, they had some pretty good speakers. Uh, no one's super notable. Probably most notable is uh, Al Sharpton, but they kept him towards the end, so we didn't see him. It was like three or four hours of speakers. So right before we started uh, marching, I don't really have many uh, specific stories, but the one thing that I did kind of know I should kind of talk about was this guy from the University of Glasgow uh, came up to me and he was like, oh, I've randomly selected you to be a part of a survey using some random technique. It's like, okay. Mm -hmm. So he gave me this survey. Uh, it was probably like three, four or five pages long. And it just kind of asked me like mostly past protests that I'd been to yeah. in the DC area specifically too. And obviously, this is my first protest, so I felt really <laughs> stupid uh, marking down, like, how important is uh, your political ideology to uh, kind of your personal identity? And I'd be like, oh, it's very strong. What of these, like, 25 protests have you been to? No, no, no. Like, <laughs> yeah. just going down the list, Xing all of them off. So, so you leave six days from now. Uh, today's the third. Yeah, six, seven days. So, have you? Is there any update? I mean, the thirteenth year, a lot of it's, ex, you know, keeping track of our gap year experience. Are you? Is the plan any more developed? Um, I guess the only changes are really uh, we're gonna be going to a Cubs game in Wrigley, but uh huh. Uh, it's been a lot of just ordering a ton of stuff on Amazon. I got some walking sticks. I have no uh, ankle socks, so I got some of those for hiking. Uh, hat. So is your guys' plan to find places to stay as you go, or do you have that all mapped out? Uh, we don't want to, we don't want to, like, 
chain ourselves down to specific places at specific times. So we are going to kind of wing it a bit. Yeah. Probably book stuff like a day or two out. So I think mm-hmm. I don't. I think we have like one place booked, and that will be for the Notre Dame game. And after that, it's just whatever happens happens. Just just whatever happens happens. That's <laughs> yeah. That's which I like to hear. Could bite us in the ass, but. It, it probably will, but that's part of the adventure. Yeah. But really, nothing else has been going on recently. Uh, I just was up till like 2 o'clock last night waiting for that Drake album to drop. That's probably the most exciting and thing that's happened since I got home. And what do you think of it? Um, I thought it was pretty good. I definitely not... I'd say, I'd say it's good, but not great. Uh, when I was listening last night, uh, after I'd listened through once, um, I, I remembered Alice when she was here going into her, uh, like headphone safety settings, which I didn't even know existed. Uh, and you can like set what the maximum decibel is that you can hit. Yeah. Uh, and I just kind of realized like how screwed our entire generation is as far as our hearing from from all the earbuds. Oh yeah, like so bad. I feel like I feel like I say what more than my parents do. Like I don't want to jump the gun and say my hearing's already affected, but I would not be surprised if all of us need hearing aids by the time we're like fifty. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how much of an impact that actually makes. On the newly established website, uh, abodemedia.org, you can find Jack wrote a really interesting piece about headphone usage that uh. by the time you <laughs> see this episode, it's just, it's going to be live. It's going to be, it's going to be amazing. So make sure you go to abodemedia.org. Uh, there's a nice welcome post from yours truly. And Jack just wrote up just fascinating, <laughs> just like breathtaking piece. I feel uh, like you're. You're creating work for me here. Should I say ear taking, hearing taking piece? <laughs> no, that, that is hard. not. That is not a phrase. <laughs> anyway, it's good. Ear I mean, catching. I just read it. I just read it here. It's just like. Can you give us like a get, little synopsis, maybe? Yeah, well, he I'm, just talks about. I want to hear. It. So it starts with him and Alice are watched are listening to music, and she goes into the settings, <laughs> of, of of her earbuds and you're like what she did what now and then jack's like damn i'm gonna lose my hearing and then he he goes and looks at research articles that doctors have written and quotes them and puts it in and do i have it all mla citation he doesn't cite anything which is my only complaint Mm, well uneducated opinion we got to stick with our brand so yesterday was like the first day that really felt like autumn. It was like 65, uh, kind of cloudy, but sun still poking through. Uh, and you could like really smell the trees. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I I was debating like the last day before I left, stopping at like Bowman's and getting an apple cider donut to oh, just like yeah. have a taste of... Taste of fall. I'm thinking, uh, I think I have some people visiting November. So come November, I'm going to ask them to... Bring me a dozen <laughs> apple cider donuts. Get that through security. Yeah. Oh, are you not allowed to get food through TSA? I don't think you can. Uh, 
Uh, well, I know Alice's family brought some food, so maybe. Maybe I'll have to make sure they like hide it in like a whole bunch of different bags, so maybe a couple of them get lost on the way. But shove it in their pocket. Yeah. Well, I guess if they put it in their pocket, the the thing probably won't go off, like the metal detector. <laughs> that is true. We'll where do you rank? That out. Where do you rank fall? Favorite in my favorite? seasons? Yeah. Um, aside from summer, definitely my favorite. I mean, I think that's one of the highlights about living in upstate New York. Yeah, I agree. I was, I also was just kind of thinking about that last night when I looked up like the best places, uh, during the fall. And it's like, when you really think about it, there's not many places that have the type of fall that we have. Like, I think that's one of the highlights of, you know, the upstate New York culture is like apple season, um, pump, like, I guess they have halloween everywhere but we like grow our own pumpkins like there's all these specific things that that fall has that i mean even the foliage like that's even that's pretty unique like eric's not going to really get that in california like to the level that we do Uh, alice doesn't really get that in ireland even though they're kind of similar as far as temperatures and stuff go no that's definitely something that like if we like go back home wherever we end up if we like go back home for thanksgiving you'll be like okay yeah this is pretty dope yeah like it's pretty cool but yeah so that brings us to the end of the first half in just a minute you're gonna hear uh our interview with toby goldner our hometown friend who as jack mentioned is at Coit university playing soccer so enjoy Good friend Toby Goldner on the line. Special I'm excited guest. to be on. So Welcome to the show, Toby. Thank you, thank you. So Toby is also a hometown friend of ours. He lives probably within 200 meters of both me and Jack. And uh, well, let's let's hear a brief intro from him himself. Uh, yeah, I grew up technically in the town over, but I consider myself a part of their town of Alplaz. Uh, we got a little bridge that connects my side to their side so I can go over, see them whenever, whenever I want. Uh, and yeah, we've been, we've pretty much been best friends since sixth grade, I say, I'd say. And I knew, I knew, I knew Tim since birth. So heard a little bit about that last episode. Oh yeah. So for, for all you guys that listened to the pilot episode, you're aware of a little dispute that happened between Toby and myself. So he moved away to colgate uh colgate university that is what august august 9th august 9th so i've been here a while yeah so he's 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 you you were probably the second person first person to move away second person second person to move away but uh, as you as listeners to the 13th year know my birthday was about a week ago and not only did Toby, you know, friend since birth, not wish me a happy birthday, but he was texting me the whole day complaining about me taking space in his shed. So, I mean, I don't want to say that, you know, three weeks into college and he's a changed man, but I just want to hear it for himself. Yeah, I mean, it's, no, it, it, it hurt me, like, looking back on it. And I didn't even, 
I didn't even realize for until a week after. And when I knew that, I was like, oh, what, like, what has happened? I mean, I've, I've been pretty busy, but that's, that's no excuse. I was literally like, well, I was asking you to do a favor that, <laughs> that I probably could have solved myself when I was at home. I didn't get to it and then put that on you on your birthday. Totally forgot about your birthday. I apologize. That's the kind of apology we like to hear here on the 13th yeah. year. Pop. Some uh, athlete PR talk right there. <laughs> yeah. But no, hearing the first episode, last five minutes really, really hurt me. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I mean, I think our idea when we made the show was, you know, we had a chance to catch up with a lot of our hometown friends, but also to hear what you're up to. And so, Everyone else that listens can hear what you're up to. So let's let's hear it. What what are the last three weeks been? Oh my, it's been it's it's gone by so quickly. Like I can already tell the next four years are gonna go by so quickly. But uh uh as you guys heard in the last episode, or you heard a little tidbit, but I play D one soccer at Colgate University, which is very time consuming, very tiring. Uh but the but the grind the grind is awesome, like um, today we have a game against Vermont. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be playing in it and I'm just like this, this feeling you get, like, I'm just super excited, super pumped for it. And first game, um, it's, it's our third, it's our third regular season game. Okay. Second one that I'll be playing in, but like just all the, all the work I've done the last three weeks. And before that, like building up to this just makes it so much better. I'm just super excited. So what's the day-to-day? I mean, I know you had the training camp for the first couple of weeks, but... First, probably first two weeks was two-a-days. We were we were like one of the only people on campus. Uh-huh. So basically just be wake up, 8 a.m. session, go back, get food, sleep, another session in the afternoon, get treatment, sleep. Like those those first few weeks flew by and there were, there were some points in that, like probably the third third day, I was like, wow, this is, this is going to be, this is going to be brutal. Like I literally just lied down in bed, legs up against the wall. And I like felt, I just felt dead. Yeah. But, uh, as we've gotten into it, it's, it's gotten better. We switched to one of days and school has started. Uh, and yeah, once, now that we have games, it's just one of days up until the games recovery after. And then, yeah, it's, it's still it's still busy, still a jam packed schedule, but it's definitely calmed down. What do you mean by a treatment? Yeah, so the the big difference between college soccer and high school soccer uh, is just the resources. I mean, we have our own personal trainer, we have our own treatment room or recovery room, which consists of ice baths, hot tubs, these things called game ready, which is like cold compression. And just one-on-one time with the trainer, so you can get like chiropractor done, chiropractor stuff done. Um, you can get cupping on your back, literally every recovery method you can think of, you can get. So just the and you and you need crazy. it, and, and you really need it. Like I'm not gonna lie, if I had these practices, the type of practices that we have, if I had this in high school, I literally like would have been injured every single week. And Are there just any been... workouts that stick out to you? Well, the, the beep test, first day, first practice, beep okay. test, that, that basically just like, that made me tired for like a full week after. Uh, but the the main difference is the, the games. Like I, I played in this game last Sunday, 
and I still like, I have a basically a huge scar on my leg. Had to take antibiotics, like everything, just because these games are like war. It's, it's yeah. Like war. So this was what the second game of the season. Yeah. And as a freshman, you started. He's too humble to 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 be bragging about himself, but it was on uh, ESPN Plus. You know, most us people that know him watched it, and we were watching it. It is grown men out there. He was the only guy that like didn't have a full beard. And what was the thing you were saying about the crowd? There were like how many people? What so were they saying? The the funny part is we were we we're at UNH, um, and they have this twelve thousand person stadium, but it it looked it didn't look like there were that many people because they only fit up a filled up a certain section. But after the game, I realized there was thirty three hundred people, uh, and most of it was just this these two student sections next to each other. And I like I messed up a pass probably like twenty minutes of the game, and they started to, they started screaming at me to go back to high school. Oh, it's it it the funniest thing. Did you have no, crowd that big like before going to Colgate? Def- definitely not. Probably the biggest game was sectional finals my sophomore year of high school, which was a thousand people maybe. Yeah, so but those just, were a thousand rowdy supporters. It was high school. Sophomore is different, but this. Oh yeah. 3,300 people was easily the biggest crowd I played in front of. Um, I heard something funny. Your parents were, uh, you said something to them after the first game where I don't think you, I don't know if you got subbed in, but you were warming up for most of the game. I, I know what you're talking about. What so, was that? Uh, so our first game was against Binghamton under the lights. Um, it actually went into OT. So the for the last part of the game, I was told to warm up. I literally put my jersey on like I thought I was going in for my first college game ever. Yeah. The because it was so late at night, the like fog was coming in, the lights were shining bright, crowd was screaming, and I was on the sideline warming up. And I was I literally thought I was gonna shit myself. Like it was sorry if I'm not allowed <laughs> to say that word, but I like I literally like I almost passed out. Just, just everything. It was like a sensory overload. I, I really felt like I was gonna pass out. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had that feeling before in game, or is that new? No, it's it's definitely new. So surprisingly enough, when I, so when like when you start, you go out and do the introductions and have to like wave to the crowd and they introduce you. And for for that game in front of thirty three hundred people, I wasn't nervous at all. But the but the g- game prior, I was literally about to pass out. It's just. It's, I don't even know why. It was crazy. I mean, it was a big stage, first game. That was pretty funny when I heard that the first time. Yeah. But aside from aside from soccer, you're, how's, you got school going? Meeting some people? Yeah, school school is tough. College is definitely a, a big step up. I know part of this podcast is about you guys taking your gap year and uh, kind of getting the year of experience that's not studying books for a year and i yeah i definitely jumped right into it but so far uh-huh. i'm enjoying it like everything every class is so challenging and it's actually stuff i like want to learn so i'm doing all the readings interested in that um what are then, your classes i'm i'm taking a broad range i'm thinking biochem for my major but right now i'm taking a chemistry course geography philosophy and a poisons bus so it's a it's a good range so um, if anyone really gashes you up in the soccer field you can 
drop some in. <laughs> Cut the some drink. poisons. Exactly. Um, but yeah, school's school's been good. I know I know you're itching to ask about the the parties and all that, but well, are you gonna are you gonna tell us any of that, or is you keeping it? Some some stuff is confidential, but I'll just say when yeah that's that's enough of... said for for anyone that you didn't want to hear that you say <laughs> no, some stuff is confidential totally. means everything that you're thinking is happening uh you're an adult now. I'll just, Come on. i'll just start off by saying three three thousand people in the middle of nowhere in new york equals a lot of drugs uh the first the Bode Media Organization does not support use of any drugs, nor are we responsible for. Of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, the first, the first week of orientation. So I'll I'll give you the underclassmen perspective. The first week of orientation, everyone's coming in from all their respective areas. There was probably in every dorm there were at least four rooms that were jam packed with like at least fifty people, like blasting music. Everyone just hammered. Uh, and that went on for four nights in a row. Literally yeah. every dorm you went to, there would just be dorm parties, which I went to a few. I was like, in, I was present in some of the rooms, and they just honestly were not that fun. Yeah. Uh, but then being on the soccer team, we've had some parties at the townhouses, which what's the again, townhouses? Like, that's just some like junior housing off campus. Actually, some good size houses uh the ones i went to they're probably about like 60 70 people um but i've heard some stories of 150 person parties like everyone just jam-packed inside uh it's, it's pretty crazy yeah um you were also mentioning uh how like there's some there's some activities between teams what was that uh so the the thing we do, it's like a tradition, is the mixers where all the freshmen on the soccer team meet all the freshmen on the field hockey team or the volleyball team. We actually only did two. We did one with the soccer team and one with the volleyball team. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the most embarrassed. They just try to embarrass you as much as you can. Like I have a, I have a video when we did it with the soccer team. Uh, we were all paired up with a person and we got assigned a certain type of dance so like there were country there was slow dance um hip-hop break dance and, and i got belly dancing oh my god oh yeah so we played in front of imagine this like two full teams so probably like 60 people stages set in this big big room and i was belly dancing in front of everyone to a shakira song hey that's timmy's girl <laughs> i mean yeah not gonna lie, his song got me pumped, but uh, so much that I that I even took my shirt off. So <laughs> alarm on the floor. That was that out. was part of it. But yeah, just these mixers just basically try and embarrass the freshmen as much as possible. Sounds like it was working. Sounds like you embraced it though. So that's good. It, it was working, and it's it's way more fun if you embrace it. Like I could have just shut down and then like this is stupid, but that doesn't get you any fun. No. I mean, it sounds like you're enjoying yourself. It's it's definitely, I can tell it's going to go by quick, but literally like every day, there's just so much that, that there is to enjoy. And obviously there's moments that suck, but um, yeah. overall, it's such a good experience. And 
are you are you rooming with somebody what's that so we actually tried to get rooms with someone on the soccer team didn't work out uh lucky enough i got the punter Fun, funny story i was with some other friends uh before we were heading to college and we were just eating on the front deck and i got the message of who my roommate was and his that his first name was shelby so i'm sitting there like how did i get room with a girl like like how does this happen i wanted i wanted two people on the saga team i was like super excited that i would get them as roommates and then i got this kid named shelby and i was like oh you've got to be kidding me <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, so many, so many jokes were made. Uh, but then he finally moved into my room. Turns out he's the punter on the football team. Super chill guy. Uh, not my closest friend, but he's a good roommate to have. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard you don't have to be best friends. You just have to coexist. Yeah. You just have to be compatible. Um, the, the funny thing is, which is really lucky for me is he's the deepest sleeper ever. We had we had a fire drill at two in the morning. Uh, probably some kids some kids were just smoking like our whole weeks. Um, but the fire drill went off. The fire alarm went off at two in the morning, and if it weren't for me, he would he would have slept through it. Like this ear really? piercing noise, uh, literally didn't phase him at all. Didn't wake him up. So does he have like a crazy alarm setup or what? I've never actually heard his alarm. Surprisingly enough. I have no clue how he does it, but that's that's lucky because I can come in at two in the morning being as loud as humanly possible and he won't even wake up. Yeah. What time do you wake up? Uh on a typical day, my first class is nine twenty. Uh and then when we lift, I have to wake up first seven thirty lift, I wake up at about like six forty five. Which is brutal. It's I mean, pretty early. It's pretty early, but like I wouldn't have been surprised if you said like six o'clock lift or something. Uh, our coach has thought about that, but from that, our trainer has basically told him that we need sleep and you shouldn't do that. So luckily enough, it's seven thirty. All right. Yeah, it's not. It's not really giving you too much time still. No, and it's basically seven thirty lift takes thirty to forty minutes, and then you have class right after that. Full day practice in the afternoon. So you're not really like, you can't really relax until seven o'clock at night, and then you've got homework. Yeah. So how much it is? You got? I I actually have it easy. I probably have about um like twenty pages of reading for every day. Also, mm-hmm. my schedule is different because I only have Monday, Wednesday, Friday classes. So Tuesday and Thursday I have off and can just do all that homework. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we we definitely we already have papers. Um, but the big thing is just, you actually have to do the reading compared to high school. Like you can BS it so easily. Yeah. Especially with the whole COVID year too. Oh yeah. Throughout, throughout the last two years of high school, I don't think any of us did, did all the reading unless you actually have to do it to, to understand it. So are you, you're all in person classes, but sort of wearing masks or what is it? It's. Right now it's half and half. I have two classes that my professors, it's up to the uh, professor's discretion, but so two two of them said, we're going to wear masks until we're told otherwise. And then two of them are like, you can do whatever. But they're all in person. But they all are in person, uh-huh. thankfully. Just yeah. Hearing what all the sophomores have to say about last year, it sucked. Yeah. I Talking to some of our other friends, I mean, there's like, there's like a band of 
our friends who are coming home for Labor Day, which like I I guess is understandable, but you really don't want to be coming home within your first two weeks of class. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely not. But talking to a lot of them, it was like so hard to meet people because a lot of them have pretty st- stronger mass kind of things. And I, I think that's that's definitely where my story differs because we're literally in the middle of nowhere, only 3,000 kids. Like, I I definitely feel out of touch with reality just because we don't have to wear masks anywhere except in for 50 minutes in two classes. Yeah. Like, I know that's not happening across the country. Um, and kids are, probably aren't having as much fun as I am, but so I'm definitely lucky in that regard. It's kind of weird. I uh, I went down to North Carolina uh, as you probably heard, and uh, I've also been to New York City recently, so it's kind of weird going back and forth from going from those places to back here, because we don't have like a an official mask mandate inside, but we do, or they do in those uh, areas. So it's really weird having to remember uh, your mask every single time you went out again, like a year and a half of mask, 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 and then you're like finally I can take it off you kind of feel weird and naked without it and now it depends on where you are yeah it's the thing well the thing I'll just jump in quickly the thing I noticed is I mean Jack you and I worked at Target like we would wear that for six hours a day like we just got so used to wearing the mask that it was fine like you could breathe in it but mm-hmm. now putting it on after this huge break is like wow I'm like my face is hot again it's hard to breathe yeah have you heard about what's happening at Target I have not I just oh know it's bad. <laughs> it's in the dirt. <laughs> it's so bad. That's what got, happens when we got when some you leave an alley. Uh, and we got so many people leaving. They're firing people. Like we must have like four people up front. I don't know what's gonna happen. I have work in like two days, and then I'm, I got like three days, and then I'm on an LOA. So, not my problem. En- enjoy your retirement. <laughs> yeah. Basically. <laughs> Wait, so when are when are you leaving again? Uh, hopefully the ninth, but uh, I have a shift then, so I'll have to talk to him about trying to make it earlier. So we'll see. The ninth—that's less than a week. Yep. Yeah, I had to spray the uh, tent. Came in a duffel bag, and there was definitely room uh, when we got it, but now it's totally packed. It took me about twenty minutes to put it back in the bag. But it's all waterproof. Yeah, that's not really what you want. No, I don't know. Maybe we'll get a bigger bag for it. I'm definitely, I'm definitely jealous of you guys getting to travel the world. But I mean, for me, like this is this stuff. I felt like the right decision. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it seems like yeah. it's totally working out. I know, talking to some other people, there's been some, you know, road bumps, but it sounds sounds like you're you're on top of your game there oh yeah we'll see you what christmas christmas break everyone the band will be back together yeah i don't think that labor no, day I, was gonna say, I don't think you're probably <laughs> in the band of folks that are, are returning home for labor day so uh i noticed you're wearing a collar shirt just sitting in your dorm <laughs> why is that yes so uh big big game today the whole team dressed up uh and some people had a little had some props with them because uh let's just say they they like wore the wrong attire or something. Our, what our team does is as a punishment, 
they have to uh like mm -hmm. spin a wheel and on that wheel we had things like wear a helmet <laughs> to class so we have this we have a kid i kid you not right now he's wearing a helmet to class like a full-on yeah. bike helmet uh another kid has a lax stick that he has to carry around every time he sees one of us he's got to bring out the lax stick and just start like just doing whatever just like try and 1v1 them like it, wherever you are in the middle of the dining hall uh and then another kid's wearing <laughs> shin guards to class <laughs> so yeah it's that's that's our team uh yeah, has the has the team been like the personalities have been pretty good yeah there's there's definitely a few personalities that uh we're not going to miss next year once they graduate but overall the, the team is the team is very good it's it's basically like a brotherhood all right that brings us to the end of the second episode of the 13th year podcast thank you to toby for being the first guest and thank you to everyone else for listening thanks for having me on it was a lot of fun please subscribe so you get a weekly notification you can find more content at our website which is officially live abodemedia.org and uh, you have a, we have a twitter page as well that you can follow to get some updates thank you all for listening have a good one bye bye peace